For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. There's reporting day for training camp. Then there's the first actual practice. Today, right now, marks the exact two-week point before the Steelers take the field. That's Chuck Knoll Field at 2.55 p.m. Can't freaking wait. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Yes, it is coming. It is approaching. It is almost upon us. For those of you with a more optimistic worldview, we're going to see the Steelers in action. Not just reporting, not just driving up to the dorm rooms with their TVs and so forth, lugging those up the steps at St. Vincent College, but actual football. And I've got for you today, just for fun and just because there's still nothing else to talk about related to the Steelers, and no, I'm still not remotely interested in what they're going to be calling Heinz Field or whatever it is they want to call it. It's the name of a building. Who cares? I am intensely interested in what the very first ball out of Kenny Pickett's right hand will look like. I've tried to picture this first session. I've tried to uh, envision what'll feel the most important uh, at the risk of making the reporter's job in general sound more important than it is. That's one of the things that you have to do when you go into a setting like this, uh, I do that whether it's with the Steelers training camp or the Penguins training camp or the Pirates spring training. There's a certain checklist of things that you want to be paying a little bit of extra attention to as opposed to just staring out there and waiting for something to hit you. The reason for that is there are so many bodies and there are so many simultaneous drills being run by different coaches at very different points on the grass. And I'm betting I'm not going to be the only one that just kind of locks in on number eight. It feels like every single thing Kenny does is going to be larger than life in terms of public perception, especially in that early part of camp when Everything is allowed to be filmed and goes out all over social media. And all it takes is one or two eye-popping plays for everyone to go, Whoa, there it is. He's the man. He's the man. Have a seat, Mitch. You're done. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And what I want to be careful of when I get out there is that I don't miss it. Because the other thing about camp settings is there isn't a replay board. There's a monitor you can turn around to check afterward to see exactly what happened. 
you got to make sure every time he's behind a center that he's getting the appropriate attention. I'm looking forward to that maybe as much as anything that'll happen at this camp. And I realize that's kind of Captain Obvious material because everyone wants to see Kenny. But in the overall scope, if anything were to shape up as a legit duel between Kenny and Mitch, and I'm sorry, I'm not a Mason Rudolph basher. People should know that by now. But it's just not a scenario that's setting up where he's going to get even a prayer. I, I really believe that. I think that he's being set up to be either the hard backup or trade bait at the end of the preseason. But where Kenny and Mitch are concerned, I think you could see fireworks. I think you could see an awful lot of fun, especially in those first two weeks, when it'll be the only thing we're seeing before the actual exhibitions. I've got a couple others for you, too. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Am I the only one who feels that there isn't nearly enough discussion about George Pickens? Am I? No? Yeah? Well, here's the thing. If Pickens is what a lot of football experts expect he'll be, then yeah, we're definitely underplaying him because I don't hear, see, or read his name come up very much. Certainly not for someone who is considered by at least a certain percentage of NFL draft Knicks to have been the most talented wide receiver available in this year's draft class. Now, you can always find varying opinions on this sort of thing, and sometimes it's just guesswork, and sometimes they'll be right, and a lot of times they'll be wrong. But Pickens was on that trajectory before hurting his knee, before the long comeback, before he made it back into the national championship game and scored that 52-yard touchdown for Georgia. And let's not forget that when the Steelers attended his pro day, all they were looking for were signs of health in one direction or the other. And they left there feeling that he had a clean bill in that regard. If so, you know, how much longer, if at all, will he need to show what he can do in this setting? And if he gets that opportunity, and if he starts to make an impact, believe you me, the quarterbacks will notice that. The quarterbacks will feed the beast. And imagine the excitement that would result from that. I, I feel obligated because we know that the defense is going to be stronger than the offense to say something from the other side of the football. And it, Camp settings don't really offer as much in that regard. You're going to see DBs get an opportunity. You're going to see safeties get an opportunity to, to make splash. But you're not going to see the same kind of impact that you could see from a quarterback or a wide receiver. Nonetheless. I will throw this in there, even if it's not as sexy or whatever. 
and that would be watching Devin Bush make plays again. I can't picture anything that would represent a bigger boon to how everyone feels about this defense, most importantly on the inside, than if Bush were to look like he's at least on the track to resume being an impact player. And let's not forget that he was an impact player as a rookie. This idea that his talent was misjudged or this or that was misjudged, the only thing that happened was he got hurt and then didn't handle being hurt, at least in my estimation, all that well last season. But if he can start making plays again, that just changes the whole feel of that defense in the front seven. It really does. You know, this is fun. I could keep doing this. But duty calls and the J1Q is next. portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Slim, who asks, Hey, DK, do you think this Acrisure company, I actually wasn't bluffing there, I just had a hard time reading the word, Acrisure Company will put the money into the stadium so that it's big enough and nice enough and could maybe be able to have Pittsburgh host a Super Bowl the way MetLife Stadium hosted Super Bowl 48. Uh, Slim, as you probably know, the Acrisure people were at Heinz Field yesterday. Uh, see, I'm going to be doing that forever. They were over on the North Shore. And they were talking about the relationship that they're going to establish with the team. Something came up about Heinz and the ketchup bottles and stuff. And I can't say this often enough. I just don't care. Your question, on the other hand, is a pertinent and valid one. I can't, for the life of me, understand how the National Football League justified having Super Bowl forty-eight in East Rutherford, New Jersey, in winter conditions, and hasn't spread it around to other significant core franchises. Yeah, great. The Giants have been around forever. Guess who else has been around forever? How about the Steelers? How about the Packers? How about the Bears? And forever and ever, the thinking was, and the reasoning was, the stated reasoning was that you can't have one in the northern climate because, my goodness, what happens if it gets cold? How are you going to do things? I mean, this made no sense ever. And that was exposed with the Super Bowl being held at MetLife without any sort of, you know, 
debilitating incident because, gasp, it would be a little bit chilly in February. The next thing you hear is, well, Pittsburgh can't handle an event the size of the Super Bowl, which is complete bunk. We held a G20 summit here, you know, which was an infinitely bigger deal than any Super Bowl. The amount of humanity that had to pass through the security, the hotels. We always have had enough hotels to accommodate any Super Bowl before we started building tons more in the downtown slash North Shore slash Strip areas. We can absolutely accommodate any Super Bowl. Now, does Heinz Field have the capacity that you want? Heinz Field holds 68500 if you pack everybody in there since the expansion in the south end zone. And also, attendance at Super Bowls really doesn't matter. You need to fit just enough dignitaries, just enough fans in there to put on a made-for-TV event because that's exactly what it is. The difference between a stadium holding almost 70,000, like Pittsburgh's, and a stadium that holds 80,000 means next to nothing. But really, even going beyond that, it's the Rooney family. This family, at some point or other, should have put up one whale of a fight to bring the Super Bowl to Pittsburgh and never have allowed the incorrect perception to take root that, oh, you can't do that in Pittsburgh. They just don't have the space or they don't have the hotels or they don't have. Uh, oh, and what's another one I heard? Uh, it's that they can't handle all the Super Bowl extracurricular curricular things, you know, as if we couldn't have like Super Bowl related events at, oh, I don't know, PNC Park right next door, which is equipped with tons of in addition to open space, banquet space, and by the way, it's indoors, so you don't freeze to death. PPG Paints Arena, the David Lawrence Convention Center, all within a mile and a quarter of each other, and not nearly as awkwardly and uncomfortably spread out as other Super Bowls that I've covered over the years. Add into that our free subway system that connects everybody from downtown to the North Shore and wherever else it is that they want to go and yeah, yeah, what do you want, a roof? You want to put a one-time roof on the place? It's football. Just play football. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. You can tell I'm starting to go a little bit bonkers here. I really am. Two more weeks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.